This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, Jaws Part 2. I'm going to dive right in. What is the first thing that Hooper wants to do when he gets on the island? He wants to see the body. Right? Gross. Necrophiliac. Um, <laughs> and uh, he seems very confident, but when we get to actually see the body, he bit off a little more than he could chew. No pun intended. Although, that was a pretty good pun. Um... You know, it's it's thing is more than he was expecting to see. This body is not in good shape, man. This girl on the beach is just torn apart, and uh, it's a lot for him to take in. But he is confident in this scene that what they're dealing with is a shark. It's not a fucking boat propeller. It's not a barracuda or some other bullshit. Like he knows his stuff, man, and uh, the. The acting you get out of Richard Dreyfuss in this scene, it pairs so well with the acting that you get out of Roy uh, Scheider in this movie. Oh, yeah. They just have a great natural chemistry. Mm -hmm. And this is the first scene where you really get to see that, you know, that sort of dynamic. Um, You get to see it a lot more later, but it's really, really cool to see like a young, first of all, a young Richard Dreyfuss. Like a lot of the movies I grew up on, Richard Dreyfuss was already old as fuck. Um, Mr. Holland's opus, you know what I mean? Like this yes. was, this was kind of neat to see him as a young man. Still has a little gray in his beard, but um, I don't know, Doug. Do you know what he did before this film of note? Yeah, I'm actually looking right now. He's done so much stuff. Uh, well, I mean, oh, yeah. No. Damn it, I'm looking at the wrong one. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. Keep talking. I'll figure no, it out. no. He's, he he's prolific as an actor, but I don't. This and like Close Encounters of the of the Third Kind, like that era, mm-hmm. felt like right. the the earliest I'd ever seen of him. Um, I mean, yeah. So like for me, I know him. Uh, the movie Dillinger, he was Babyface Nelson in Dillinger, which was like you know the gangster movie. So that was big when I was a kid. And then it was mostly TV roles before that. So, and American Graffiti, duh. American Graffiti. <laughs> he was in American Graffiti. Uh, he was Kurt, so he was great in that. And he then, ori- what? He originally said no to the role for uh, Jaws. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. They so they asked Richard Dreyfuss. He said no. Then they ended up inviting him to Boston. Um, Spielberg did, and he said no again. And he then said yes after his prior movie didn't do as well as he thought. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he thought it was going to be even better than it was. And they end, end, as we see, he's in the cast. So he said yes in the end. Yeah, man. It, it From what I read, it seemed like almost everyone involved with this movie thought it was going to be a piece of shit. Everyone was worried about it. He gives interviews saying he thought it wasn't going to be good. People were really worried about it. I mean, they had to fight a lot of stuff, too, because the book was gaining popularity. So as that was getting popular, um, they wanted to kind of like get that movie out. And 
you know, they were fighting scripts and stuff because they were essentially writing sometimes the night before filming the movie because they had to redo stuff, as we know. We haven't seen Bruce yet, but the shark Bruce didn't work for a lot of it, so they had to rewrite stuff, and they were writing on the fly, and just kind of like they were up against it, you know? they had It was, I think, 157 days to do, and they allotted 60 originally. God damn. You know, but sea filming they said sometimes to do a shot would take an hour and a half to have it wait for a boat behind you to go by <laughs> oh that's i wouldn't even have thought of that but yeah just to get yep. the conditions right it, the reason they ch- that i believe spielberg chose martha's vineyard was because you could get far enough out that you weren't close enough to land to feel like you could just instantly swim back to shore but as soon as you got out you could see far enough on each side just water so it felt like there was an isolation there right and they illustrate that more in the later in the scene with um Quint at the at the uh the bow of the boat just sitting there yeah yeah but yeah so we we learn that it's definitely a shark and then lo and behold we catch a shark and problem solved everybody's taking pictures celebrating Let's go home. We did it. There's only yeah. one shark in the entire ocean. <laughs> now, to be fair, this shark was a very uncommon shark for the area. They said this is, you know, I think it was a tiger shark, if I'm remembering right. Yes, this, this shark shouldn't be here. Like, this is fucking really weird. And so, you know, of course, this must be the shark. But we get Hooper looking at it and, he, you know, I hate to be that guy, but this ain't the fucking shark. Like, the bite radius is all wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The townies are getting pissed. Like, you're going to get in the way of my $3,000. Don't you, you tell us about our New England sharks. We know all about the New England sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Our like sharks were... here don't attack people. This Florida shark came up here to New England and it attacked somebody. Joe, you sound like you're from Chicago. <laughs> I don't care where I sound like you're from. I sound like from the 1930s or whatever. <laughs> Awful, <laughs> awful accent. <laughs> that's, that's my transatlantic accent. I do this for all the time. <laughs> yeah, like so an old radio announcer. Gentlemen, we found a shark. The shark is deck of the shark. We got the shark. Yeah, we caught the shark. Yeah, they they did get a shark. I think it was the one that came up out of the water and got Samuel L. Jackson. No, that's deep. That's deep blue sea. Exactly. Oh man, we caught the shark from the Suicide Squad. so uh hooper's adamant like listen this could be the shark i'm not saying it's not the shark i'm just saying you know the only way to find out is to cut this thing open and see if 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 there's some stuff a shark yeah and the the mayor steps in like guys (laughs) yeah right you're not gonna you're not gonna cut this shark open with all these people here and have a body fall like that was fair yeah, you know, yeah. In, in his mm-hmm. defense, that that made sense. That was that was a good call. That yeah. was a good call. I don't um, know. Like nowadays, we, this is the time when like wasn't a. Or I guess this was way after that. I'm thinking like when Tesla or Edison was like frying elephants to prove that AC energy was fucking dangerous. <laughs> That's a hell of a reference, man. Holy yes. shit! <laughs> <laughs> so we we get this next scene, man. And it's they're all on the dock. They're they're around the shark. You got Hooper. You got the um, you know uh, the police chief Brody, and the mother of the child walks up, full black, like straight from the funeral. She's still got the veil on, and such a powerful scene. Joe, hit this clip for me, man. Chief Brody. Yes. 
I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. You knew all those things. But still, my boy is dead now. And there's nothing you can do about it. My boy is dead. I wanted you to know that. So the thing is, she is not wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. But Whatsoever. this is where I want to be Brody and be like, bitch, it's the ocean. We all know that there are sharks there. <laughs> where, where does personal accountability come into this shit? If you don't want your kid to get eaten by a shark, don't let him swim in the fucking ocean. Fuck I, your feelings. <laughs> fuck your feelings. <laughs> in this case, it's just because he, he had an instinct and mm-hmm. he did a thing and then was talked out of it. And it's that moment of like, fucking, I let you talk out of the thing that I knew I should have done and this is what happened. And but I mean, it's the ocean. Sure. Like, the ocean is. is not a safe fucking place. It's like Florida. Like, if you let people come to Florida, you're taking your chances. <laughs> like, you, if you, you go listen, in the ocean. As soon as you step over the border, you're taking your chances. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. If you go what. in the ocean, some, there could be a stingray. I mean, the fucking guy who's the expert on all fucking dangerous animals gets killed by a stingray. And you think that the fucking ocean's safe? <laughs> like, this dumb bitch. Okay. <sighs> Call her a dumb bitch. My right? God, it's such it's like crazy. It's like crazy. If you're I taking don't... your entire advice and you're blaming your kid's death on the fact that one person told you to do something, I mean, I, how can I help you? You should fucking be like, well, I think there might have been a shark. He said it's cool. Well, I'm still going to, you know, hold my kid back because I don't want my kid to go in the shark fucking ocean. Even though the, the sheriff, who's not even from here, he's been here a whole fucking, what, month. Um, he said it's cool. <laughs> Like, no, it, fuck this bitch. But um, <laughs> imagine, no imagine Brody trying to argue that to this woman whose child just died. Like, yeah, but, you know, like, they told me it was cool. So, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, I would have done that. I would have been like, bitch, it's the ocean. Of course there's sharks out there. <laughs> well, the point is. That's Brody, where they live. <laughs> Brody knows, man. He knows that, that it happened because he he allowed it to happen. Let because. me guess, you're going to go to Alaska and get mad if a bear eats your kid because you fucking got told that there wasn't a bear. I mean, it's what lives there. Like, what? <laughs> because you got told there wasn't a bear. I see your point. I just, I got to blow past oh, that. Eric, I'm glad you do because I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're going to go into this area where scorpions live. But if you get stung by a scorpion, it's this one guy's fault because he didn't tell you specifically not to go to that right. scorpion area. Or but you're, you're missing the larger point here. that if someone died of a scorpion sting and they were like, man, there's like a really strange scorpion in the area. And he was like, yeah, yeah, nobody go in the scorpion zone. And then the mayor was like, but the scorpion zone is how we make all our money. And he was like, okay. And someone died of a scorpion sting. He'd feel like an asshole. He'd be like, damn, I should have just gone with my gut here on this whole scorpion zone thing. Yeah, you know? but here's the problem also. He could have said, okay, nobody goes in the water. Then, you know, we're Americans. Like, you don't fucking tell me what to do. I'm going in that water. 
No, that that's that's yeah. Floridians, not Americans. Yeah, that's, that's, that's most Americans would stay out of the water if we were told. Hey, your to fucking in. people started all this when you threw that tea in the water. Exactly, we did. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there were seventy-three unprovoked shark attacks in the world last year. So it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, these poor sharks got Sounds such a like bad a lot rap. To me, okay. That, that's only the seventy-three we, that lived to tell the story. Right. Because. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna uh, spikes. Yes, I tell please. you, spike strips. Joe Bye-bye. with the spike strips, crazy. You know, all I'm saying is, you know, there's parts of the world where we report when people go missing. There are parts of the world where they swim in the ocean and sharks eat them, and no one ever reports right. them missing. So there's 800,000 shark attacks, but only 73 reported. I, I mean, <laughs> that's highly possible. <laughs> it's, okay. So, yep. uh, <laughs> so. Obviously, Brody's got to live with this. He's, he's you know, thinking about it. Hooper comes to his house with uh, some wine. He comes bearing gifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got two. Yeah. And he, what colors are they? <laughs> red and white. Yeah. And you want to guess which one they open? Uh, of course. It's true, though. As far as symbolism goes, there is a lot of red in this movie. And he does go for the red wine, man. Um, yeah. But this is more that that connection. Like, you have this character Hooper, and in this, obviously, he knows this is a terrible situation. But he's trying to find that little bit of levity, you know, to 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 Brody's character. Like, so how was your day? That's like yeah. me watching this movie. I know it's a terrible situation, but I'm trying to bring some levity to it. Oh. <laughs> so you want to hear you want to hear a big difference between the book and the movie? So in the book. She knew Hooper. His wife knew Hooper, and they hooked up. <laughs> oh, no. She Hang dated. He's, yeah, Hooper is the younger brother of someone she dated before she was married to Brody. So in the book, they at one point get together at a, at a motel. And, oh, uh, damn. That busy. would have been a lot to sort through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's, it, it, it was a way smart move to remove it from the movie. It just it wouldn't have made any sense whatsoever. It's just not worth the time, but... Yeah, in the book, that's what went on. So, holy moly! Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of subtext to the scene now. Exactly. Exactly. Shit. Yep. So, so basically, he comes over because you know they're they're button heads with the mayor. They formulate a plan that they're just going to go to the dock in the middle of the night and cut this thing open so that they can know, you know, whether or not this is the shark, and. uh there's a lot of stuff in that shark, but none of it is a person. It's yep. like a license plate. Louisiana license plate. <laughs> Bunch of fish heads. Um, yep. Roly-poly fish heads. Yeah. And, you don't and, get uh, that? No. What do you say? You guys, you guys don't know the song Fish Heads? No. Holy shit. I wish I was able to do drops, <laughs> but never yeah. mind. I'm do you guys... Is that Does anybody know the song the Fish Heads? Around are called Fish Heads. Holy shit! Like you know, we have parrot heads for Jimmy Buffett. Is like fish fans called Fish Heads? Nah, it was a. F- yeah, they probably are, but they're idiots too. I'm just. There was a novelty <laughs> song back in the '80s, or might have even been the '70s, but it, it's still my like my kids know Fish Heads. This is the part that gets me. It's not like I'm dating myself, but anyway, it was a, a novelty song called Fish Heads. It was sung by Barnes and Barnes. And one of the barns was actually Billy Mummy from Lost in Space, the original Lost in Space series. He was one oh, of the guys shit. in it. I digress. Please proceed. I'm, 
Doug, I'm always on your side. I know. You have never sounded older to me than you. I know that. No, I, it's a hundred percent. Do you guys know who Doctor Demento? Doctor Demento. Yeah, is? yeah, I know Doctor. Okay, yeah, I know okay. that. Fishheads was a was a staple on his radio show every single week he was on. Okay. Fit the song Fishheads was one of the songs that he played. I listen. We're not going to derail things. We'll move on. I apologize that my reference fell flat, and I understand that's why. A, no, so no, please no, move on. A, Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the YouTube University after the show. Oh, so I'm downloading this so I can play this in a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. please. We're, thank we're gonna, you. But keep going, Eric. While, while he's you guys that. keep going. I will interrupt you in a little bit, though, when I have fish heads ready to play. Yes. <laughs> That's my karaoke tune when I'm down there, Joe. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yes. Go ahead. Um, so, long story short, it's not the shark. They know it's not the shark. Yep. Um, they go out on boat, and uh, we find out that Brody really 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 doesn't like the water like mm-hmm. one of his main character traits in this film is that he just doesn't right like the water he's got a fear of being on on the water which is ironic because he moved to this uh oceanfront town and there's a lot of uh nautical shit happening all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. it, as the superman is moving cool shit yeah, this is his kryptonite. Like, the water is his kryptonite. It makes perfect sense from a narrative perspective mm-hmm. that the hero who's fighting the water thing is afraid of the water, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely aligned with I really his character. Yeah, you. I mean, you mentioned before that you, you sort of share this trait. Um, mm-hmm. I'd have to imagine that this movie affects you in a, in a much different way mm-hmm. than someone who it, doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah it's... So it, we get- it, it's fascinating for me, but it definitely reinforces my, you know, I keep my ass out of the water. I'm a land mammal. <laughs> you know. So the character who doesn't like water has to deal with water. The character who doesn't like snakes has to deal with snakes. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. Spielberg it's a thing. common tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very common plot line that works. Yeah. You know? I mean, even for, for those of us who don't have a fear of, of water or being in the water, this movie still influenced a lot of people to stay away from it, mm-hmm. or most even the, develop that fear. Most of the cast, yeah. If you if you read in, most of the cast developed a fear of water after the filming of this movie. Well, it's because yeah. they had guys pulling them under and shit, <laughs> dragging them around with cables, with blood <laughs> with blood cannons for like ten exactly. year old boys hitting you in okay. the face. So, so now for for Doug's listening pleasure, here is fish heads. Thank you. Are you ready? Folks, watching the video is priceless. In the morning, laughing happy fish heads. In the evening, floating in the soup. Fish heads, fish what? Heads. What the fuck? This is something that a serial killer would play when they duct tape you to a chair. This is crazy. I can't can't do any more of this. (laughs) Doug. Oh, man. Yep. That was just that, that from was now on. I'm just going to type Demento. fish heads invalid. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not saying it's good. It's a funny fucking song. I have never heard. No wonder. It sounds like um, the uh, the cut scene from like um, 
Was the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks like? <laughs> yeah, like, it was a standard on MTV back in the day because the video is fantastic. It was I'm one on MTV it. all the time. I'm gonna watch okay? it. Okay, it wasn't just me. This, but it's a terrible song. Oh, it's awful, but it's great. That's what's good about it. I, I it sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks did crack. <laughs> yes, ended up down by a wharf. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love when Doug has like an old reference, and usually somebody gets it. And then I love when there's like this one that just goes by everybody that oh, re- did, yeah. that this really one, like this dates. One crashed and burned. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like this one crashed and burned. sometimes Doug will be like, "Hey, you guys remember when they invented the calendar? I was there." <laughs> yes, and, I, did. <laughs> and I told them to do February's twenty-eight days. <laughs> <laughs> Going yeah, hard, just to fuck man. with everybody. Yeah. But yeah, every so. four years, it can be twenty-nine. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right. Wow, so, I, I totally derailed us. Please go. So, so, Doug, what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> what? I never smoked anything. You know that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when I smoke, though. I hear that well, song, even though I never heard it before. I know. Yeah. So, Eric, I got some art idea. Can you make a picture of Chip and, or Alvin and the Chipmunk smoking crack down by a wharf? <laughs> down by a wharf? I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> Get us back, Eric. Get us back All on right. track. So we're out on the open water in the middle of the night, and they come across a boat. And, uh, man, Hooper it's like, you know what? Since we're here, I'd like to scuba dive. <laughs> Just a casual scuba down right. to see what's going on with this boat. And we get a really disgusting and scary scene uh, where he comes upon the former captain of this boat. And uh, the little bit of research that I did do about this movie... This was like filmed later. Like yeah. we had, we'd already done test screenings, and the way that I read it was that Spielberg was greedy for another scream. So yep. he was like, "Yeah, let's." This is classic I'll, jump scare. Yeah, I'll put in some of my own money so we can get this done because this well, is gonna really. Anybody got a swimming pool available? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I got a, a gallon I, of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story about this scene, and and everybody will get it, so it's okay. Fish oh. head, fish head. So I saw this. I saw Jaws when it opened. I think I saw it two two times. Right before I went with my friends, and then and I think I've told this story probably on JSM. But um, I went the third time to see it with my parents. Okay, or at least my dad. I think it was so crowded and it was a gigantic movie theater it was old school like 300 seat movie theater right like pre-covid well way pre-covid yeah this was like during the black death um so (laughs) we got stuck in the front row and 11 year old me is driving my fucking dad nuts because i'm saying i can tell you when scary parts are coming just ask me i'll tell you i'll tell you when they're coming so you don't get scared dad all right and he just kept telling me to shut. He wanted to choke me out. I mean, it was just a given, right? We get to this scene, and I'm sitting there with this smirk on my face. And it kind of like, you know, the light bulb went on over his head saying, all right, something's coming up. But, you know, and I'm like, you sure you don't want me to say I won't say anything. Okay. And then when the head popped out, my dad flew out of his seat. And I laughed so hard. People got pissed at me. I laughed so hard because I and I looked at him. I said, I "Told you, I I could have told you, but you didn't want to listen." So he really hated me for the rest of that movie. So that makes yep. perfect sense, man. It's me scaring my dad. Yeah, you're 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 waiting for a shark. You're not expecting right. to see a 
A head. Yeah, yeah. A, an eyeless head or missing Ooh. one eye with crabs in it eating the eye. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, Doug, question now. Yeah. Again, like we were talking at the top of the episode that this was essentially the first blockbuster film ever. Yeah. Do you, do you did you ever talk with like your folks who had obviously been around before of like that they had that that had a similar impact or they felt like that? I don't know how cinemaphile they were at the like, No, at I the mean they love movies. They love movies and we used to go all the time. They used to load us up in the car and go to the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they never experienced anything like that either. It was de- definitely a, a dinner table conversation for, you know, a couple of days after to to see you know the lines waiting to get in and 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 everything and every show and being sold out i mean because this was it so it came out in june i think mm-hmm. of, of 75 yeah, so it right. was like the beginning of july before i went with my parents because i had seen it two times already with my friends and um so it was still at that point it was still sold out like three weeks later which was unheard of back then that's why as eric said it's the first blockbuster you know it's like also smart that it's a f- Independence Day movie. You right. know what I mean? So it was released then. Yep. It's just we take it for granted right now in our current day and age of like, oh, when it, the film is out, it's everywhere in every state and every town. No, it, exactly. It, like exactly. that wasn't really a thing. And it's just such an impressive achievement that this, right. you know. Well, I mean, that, yeah, exactly. And that was, that was obviously back then the only way to see a movie more than once was to go back and pay for it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, was no, there was no Pirate Bay. There was no... <laughs> Torrance and you, you know there was nothing there remember. weren't even yeah. there wasn't even VHS yet so mm-hmm. you know you had to go see it again you had to go pay and see it again but mm-hmm. this movie was worth it you know yeah so uh, we get now Hooper and Brody are telling the mayor what they found out with the same sort of uh, exuberance and energy that like my son will talk to me about video games and shit and I have no idea what he's <laughs> saying or Pokemon or whatever, and it's <laughs> just like, heads. oh yeah, no, Dad, and if I can Pikachu, and he it's a slight attack with a electric, and I'm just you know, just, yeah, slow down. Um, so we do get that 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 vibe, like they're all in on this, like no, you understand, man, like this is big shark, and I've been reading about sharks because I got this book, and you know, <laughs> like this mayor doesn't want to hear any of this shit. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'd like to point out right around this time too. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. I'm not really into a lot of like the, you know, uh, cold case file type stuff, stories like all of those things. But my girlfriend really is, and she, when doing research, also found out that there is in this movie there's a there's something that relates to like old murder. Um, like files and cases in at minute 55 second 21 there's a picture it's kind of opening up to a scene that has a ton of people like in in that area and there's a girl that has a blue bandana on and the case file is referred to as lady of the dunes it's a story where in that area of filming they found a body with no hands and no head and the person that put this together, I think he did in the 90s or later on rewatching the movie, was Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, put this right. together because it's, it's like essentially like a cold case murder story called The Lady of the Dunes. So for anybody that's 
into that type of stuff and wants to research at minute 55 21 seconds i believe you'll see a lady and on the set i don't imagine they had a very good manifest in 1974 when filming but apparently nobody saw her ever again Oh, shit. Oh, man, that's creepy. Yeah, so they hadn't seen her, and you can see her for just about a second in the the movie. She's got, like, a white T-shirt on, I think, a blue bandana, um, and it's just kind of... I just thought I'd throw it out there for anybody that wants to take a little side quest Hmm. that's kind of into those, like, cold case files and, you know, murder mystery things. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you... uh, Get back to the yeah, that's there. cool. That's eerie, man. It it, yeah. it, it kind of goes with the theme of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of an unsettling story, and it's very topical to this movie. You know, holy shit. Yeah, right. You guys are gonna keep me up mad late because I'm gonna go on YouTube. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to this lady? Where's her hands? <laughs> um. So yeah, they're to tell the mayor like you gotta you know the shark and all this stuff. And the mayor is is so not interested in it that he's like this this billboard vandalism. This is the fucking problem. Like you gotta do something about these exactly. fucking kids. Classic politics, right? It's so great. I love Hooper's response. That's to scale. That's <laughs> <laughs> to scale. His his Hooper's job really is to kind of be that outside person that really is trying to approach stuff from a logistical, scientific yep. point of view, trying to give educational-style reference to things while maintaining a little bit of an attitude sass because people aren't taking him seriously. And it's like he's got his head on his shoulders. The problem is the shark in the suit, the mayor, has his prerogative. He's got his priorities. And whether it's mm-hmm. the book version or the movie version, it's all about that almighty dollar for him. Oh, yeah. You know? See, that's like, I'm like the hooper of this episode, and you guys are the fucking mayor that won't just understand. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if your IQs match, Joe, but I, I get the sentiment. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Birds. I'm getting deep. I I'll take it. <laughs> I feel, you know what I love about listening to the shows too, Joe is like Joe can give it, but Joe can also take it, which is the oh, yeah. that's how you do oh, it. Hell yeah! Oh, that's you, what I love about if you shows. can't take hell it, yeah. I don't care if you give it. You know? yeah. yeah, right. No, no, Joe, it's he's an equal opportunity kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I can take a dick, I can take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something. Yes, like that. yes, that's how it goes. <laughs> This two million bees is getting to me. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, man. So, nice. this point in the movie, again, this is something that hit me now as as a little older and wiser. Um, the next sequence we get, obviously the mayor doesn't care. So, this place is, Amity Island is open for fucking business. And we see tourists rolling in. Oh, yeah. Just rolling in. And the anxiety that I get watching it is is uh it's a new experience for me with this movie because you as the viewer it's you it's hooper and it's uh brody you are the only three people at this point in the film who know the shit right you have a shared experience everybody else is in the dark so you're Mm -hmm. watching a million people crowd this beach and all of the shots are just like people 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 it's like being at disney world just like a sea of fucking red people (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh whoa, my god. Whoa, 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 Eric. We can't say that anymore. They're commanders. The Kansas <laughs> what is it? The, the uh, Washington Commanders. Washington football. The team. commies. Um Yeah, they just they have no idea um what's happening. Now the townies are in denial, right? And they yeah. they they follow suit with what the mayor says. This is so Florida, man. It's it's eerie. 
So the mayor sees them all sitting on the beach. No one's in the water. And he straight up walks up to somebody he knows. It's like, hey, get your ass in there now. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. sitting back. And you can tell they don't want to go. As they go out into the water, they're looking around like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. The mayor's like, look, it only attacks tourists. It doesn't attack locals. Right. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, they, it definitely, the definitely has that unsettling who's going to go first vibe type yeah. of thing. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. just a it's it's peer pressure. It's just adult peer pressure at this exactly. point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But like the, 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 the thing setting, is when... The, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say like the thing about this movie it, that it does really well is that it's it's bright and colorful and it's still yeah. really unsettling and scary. Like you're at the yeah. happiest place on earth you know that's yeah. not mm-hmm. Disney World and yeah that you totally get that feeling of like oh god you know yep it's coming but once everybody gets in the water it's not like they go and they wait a little bit they go they go out (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know somewhere around there there's some shrimp shrimp shack man playing yeah that's true that that would that would have been very appropriate then captain (laughs) each and shrimp shack shooters yeah (laughs) um yeah every time they show a kid doing something in this movie like makes my skin crawl you know going yeah. out into the water just like oh my god oh yeah they had a kid get eaten they had a dog get eaten oh yeah that's no, not good that's not good so yeah doug's right like whatever trepidation they had before now people mm-hmm. are doing laps and shit they're like this is awesome yeah um and then we get some of those creature from the black lagoon shots and we know that homeboy is back bruce is boom boom on the yeah. prowl I kind of, I kind of think of the so obviously Jaws's theme there. It's, it's interesting. Probably, you guys probably picked up at the top of the movie. It opens the movie, which is interesting. They don't, they don't wait at all for it. And it's, it's the, the theme for Jaws or Bruce. It's kind of its own character too, because we're doing the work in our head to think Mm -hmm. about the shark and everything, and the with between because you never really see the shark, (laughs) right? Yeah, actually, I have a note here. You don't see the shark until one minute and two, uh, one hour and four minutes into the movie. Yeah, you don't actually Mm -hmm. see the mechanical Bruce, and and yeah, so like on that note too, Joe, it's like you the music fills in for him, and the music is part of is a character almost in this movie. You know. Oh, yeah. And like I heard because the shark was so unreliable, they'd mm-hmm. always say, don't let me down, yeah. Bruce. Even though I know that those songs Bruce. But yeah. the, the, the joking title that the crew would call Jaws was Flaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they used to call- I can cook <laughs> can yeah. they, would, they would call it Flaws because there was so many problems with it, which we can get into once we start seeing Bruce, too. Yeah. See, to me, that's a happy accident that this fucking shark didn't work because the fact that you don't see this thing works in such a yep. Hitchcockian kind of way yeah. where it's much, much scarier a movie allowing your imagination to do the work than to seeing this bullshit rubber shark. Yeah. Which, it, oh, yeah. If they would have called this flaws, I would have been so in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going on that note too, Eric, like the fact that it didn't work and I had mentioned that like the crew was scrambling for night before rewrites and stuff like that. I was watching a video where they mentioned that the inspiration, because they had the flaws of the shark, like it wasn't ready for salt water and all this stuff, and they had to rework the ideas, the inspiration they took was actually from the opening scene with our aquatic lady getting pulled and dragged under. Um, Maybe Doug can confirm this. 
they were saying in the book they described the scene and everything that happened but they didn't describe the shark and they used that as like an inspiration of we don't mm. have to describe the shark the viewer right. describes the shark and it's worse and it also leads me to think the hitchcock reference was really interesting too because i'm not super versed on alfred's stuff but i always wondered like did this movie inspire like those type of films like an M. Night Shyamalan where you don't really see the thing right away. The goal yeah. isn't to show the scary thing. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know? it, 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 was, it definitely led the charge. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it's just so interesting. The first, if you tell somebody, hey, it's, it's kind of a shark-based movie, there's no shark until the second half. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, what comes to mind for me is, is the shower scene in Psycho. Like, you see... Yeah a reaction to something happening more than you see something actually happening. Right. And that comes um, into the acting in the screen yeah. and the, the camera work, like the cinematography, all of that stuff. Comes oh, into yeah. It. So we're, we're in the ocean. We're having a good time. Someone sees a shark and we've got adults pushing over kids. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. They were like the 50, fuck out of my way. Yeah, they were like 50 George Costanzas. It's <laughs> freaking Jerry. Right? He's like, Get out, get out of fire. Yeah, that's George running out of the fucking fire. In the with, the kid, with the clown, that episode with the clown, he's like pushing everybody out of the apartment. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, that's the one. Yeah. And I just picture someone's on, on like shore being like, that dude's going to need a bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's shrinkage. Doug, side note, do you remember who the clown is in that episode of Seinfeld? Um, Who's oh, the shark? I forget his name. It's John Favreau. Oh, it is oh, Favreau. Shit, it You're is, right. Yeah. John Favreau. John Favreau is yeah, the clown in that episode of. Um, I'm, I just happen to be rewatching Cy from from the top right now, so mm-hmm, I just got lucky there. But yeah, you're right. You're, you're right, Eric. Like it's a scramble fest for the shore. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. So yeah. all of this is happening, and it's a red herring. It's not really a shark. It's it's the classic kid with the shark fin prank, yeah. which is hilarious, but. What, what we didn't touch on before was that Brody had bought his son a boat. You know, they, they moved to Amity, and he didn't want him to take it out in the shark area. He wanted to take it out in the non-shark area for for pet. Right, in the and pond. In the pond, yeah, which is... Which connects to the ocean. Yeah, it's completely yeah, yeah. accessible. It's like an but, inlet. No, I get it. It's like an inlet, yeah. <clears throat> but what's cool about the sequence is you're so worried about the fake shark they cut to the real shark and he's in the pond with the kids and this is the first time you see a shark you see bruce and it's under the water and he's coming up sideways under the kid and it is as as fake as everyone says this shark looks in this movie that shit is terrifying to me man oh hell yeah Mm -hmm. like oh oh, the editing is flawless that's Mm -hmm. why i mean that shark moving fast as fuck too you know they show you just enough, and then they pull it away. Like they don't yeah. leave you hanging too long exactly. on that fake ass shark. Exactly. It was a great, um, great taste for your for, for the first appearance for Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's on his side too, which makes you wonder: Did they only have the left side shark working for that scene? Right. He kind of he kind of comes Probably. up and he eats that hairy leg. He like grabs yeah. the the boater. Yep. And, and no, that we t- and by the way, that couldn't happen to a nicer guy because that guy in that little dinghy was a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> the way he approached, hey kids you all right kids yeah, kids no. he kept trying to get their attention so he got his that was instant karma <laughs> anyway. bruce is the hero 
It's yeah, exactly. uh, it's like he the original Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He saved those kids. Now we were talking a little earlier about the the ride, the Universal Studios Jaws ride. Yeah. That that scene feels very reminiscent of that, like seeing that mechanical shark move in the water. Right. Yeah. And you know, this movie made a lot of people afraid of going in the water. That ride developed in me a fear that I didn't even know how to name. And it's like the fear of large mechanical moving parts. Because oh, wow. that um that ride, like I would imagine getting stuck in some kind of fucking gear or piston or something that was that you yeah. couldn't see under the water. So mm-hmm. that would freak me out. Like that would give me anxiety on that ride. Like imagine falling into the water and you get sucked into this machine. You God, know. How do you handle an escalator, dude? Because yeah. that freaks me out, and I don't have that phobia. It's like yeah. a, it's like a, he pushes the stop button, so he temporarily <laughs> comes stairs. <laughs> Sorry for the convenience. Yes. <laughs> so it's like a mechanical claustrophobia for you, is what you're saying, Eric? Yeah, it's uh, it's like almost a mechophobia? Like, like getting a mechophobia. stuck in the gears type of thing. So you're kinda saying like that? Yeah, kind of like that Terminator Two arm in the gear thing, like gives me the the willies. Mm-hmm. But but that combined with being like unseen and in the water, I don't know. There was something about that that really. And then the explosions and the fire everywhere. That that I dug, that I dug. It was just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not to digress too far, but yeah, there was something about that scene that made me remember that ride and just the weird feeling of knowing that like there's all these fucking churning parts down there and ooh. Speaking of Universal, there's a good chance we'll be going there uh, while we're down in Orlando. There's a good yeah. chance you guys, you guys will be going there. I don't yeah. know if I'll be going there. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, we we uh, we get away from the carnage. One of the kids, you think there's something really wrong, but he's just in shock, like from you know, the ordeal and stuff. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. I'd be in the right. believe me. I'd mm-hmm. be in the same boat. Brody's uh, instantly where. That mother was almost, you know what I mean? She, yeah. she could have been yeah. there yeah. instantly, you know? Yep. <laughs> I can see Joe going, yeah, in my movie, she would have come back wearing all white going, ha, 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 ha. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, how's it feel, motherfucker? <laughs> With like a, your, a shirt that says, your son got it too. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> she just slaps him again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That play. one was for fun. How's the fair play? Uh, All's fair, all's well that ends well. I don't know. It's fucking. You're not talking about all's fair in love and war. I don't know. We're, yeah. Some some saying. So our boys go to see Quint because at this point, like enough is enough. We got to hire this crazy drunk to kill this fucking shark. Um, Quint is like boiling shark jaws. Yeah, he is. Like He's this a fucking true American hero. He Real is American hero. <laughs> that's what Mondes did. I'm gonna fuck your shark up. Yes. Like that that was that was from from Frank Mundus. Like he did shit like that. Like his whole friggin' you know, house was covered in that stuff and that's what he would do. He'd be out on the lawn boiling shark jaws. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the dude I'd hire to like get a shark. Hell yeah. He seems to know his shit, man. Yeah. You know. Between mm-hmm. the speech and the nails on the chalkboard and the boiling of shark jaws yeah. and Yeah. He's he's, he's got an intense my vote. guy. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of tension in this scene too between Hooper and Quint. There, like they have a. There's definitely like the the earlier they are together, the 
bigger the dick measuring scene is, like the the contest yeah. is, and has him tie this rope. Like you don't know anything; you're just like a science yeah. boy type of thing. And he's got that whole like I've seen some shit type of vibe oh, yeah. going on, right. you know. And it's let it's, me see your hands. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. science what bitch. He's he's just so engaging. You know what? One of my favorite scenes at the end of this when they're talking at his place is when the camera zooms into those open jaws on the window out into like the boatyard, which yes. I kind of see as the visual metaphor for like they're literally going into the belly of the beast because it's the second half yeah. of the movie now. And it's a really cool scene where it's right yeah. at the window at the docks and the camera just goes right into the middle of the jaws scene. And then it actually cuts right down to the boat where they are. Really oh, cool yeah. scene. Really well, cool scene. Um, that tension between the two of them was real because yep. <laughs> Richard yeah. Dreyfuss and, 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 uh, and you know, Ro- the Robert other guy, Shaw. Robert, Robert Shaw, Shaw. <laughs> they didn't get along very well. No. So. Hell no. Well, because that's yeah. Robert Shaw was always really drunk on this fucking set. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking yeah. real man. Yeah. He, he was an instigator too, you know. But I, it's and, called method acting. Yeah. And, and maybe you could argue that that kind of drew out the best in both of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like they were definitely instigators. There were some yep. stories like Robert Shaw would bring printouts of like his great reviews from stuff and Broadway and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure yeah. he was a writer as well and had, had um, some writing yeah. some He was a Shakespearean actor. I mean, he had played Macbeth and, and mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, he, would rub it in, <laughs> he would rub it in Dreyfus' face. Yeah, exactly. But again, I feel like it was one of those like, you know, you run better in a group when somebody else is pushing you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We also get to meet the fourth character in in this movie that's really important, and that's the orca, and it's this uh, ramshackle yeah. boat. Yeah, um, man, this thing has become an iconic movie vehicle mm-hmm. on its own. Uh, it is a hunk of shit, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but it fits the character of Quint so well. It's just oh, like yeah. it does exactly what it needs to do, and that's it, and no more, and sometimes not enough. Um, but yeah, at, a, at this point in the movie, this is really where we enter the reason Spielberg wanted to adapt this film from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the three of them on the boat becomes almost a different film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so, definitely it's definitely its own half of the movie. You know, the yeah, so the, like the first half is almost the politics and the setup yeah. and essentially you building it up as the viewer, and the second yeah. half is kind of like the adventure part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first half of this movie, if they would have condensed that down to like fifteen to twenty minutes, and then like just did the rest of it, I'd have been fine with this. But that fucking first half of the movie just drags on. Yeah, I can I can see it depending depending on the viewer and what they're getting. You know, like I said, I, I, there was a lot of stuff for me the second time through, but um, yeah, I could definitely see it. It's almost kind of like the second VHS of uh, Titanic. If you want the action part, you watch that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, like okay, that. I get it. There's a shark in the water. This fucking fat mayor doesn't want to like do it. The the other guy thinks that they should do it. Just get to the fucking point where you're like you made the decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't need to see three separate scenes of of shark attacks and to understand that the sharks attacking people. Like mm-hmm. I got it. This is this is where you get your Moby Dick, man. This is yeah. This is a turning point. Yeah. yeah. And the the the, the orca is modeled after Mundus's boat, the cricket, too. Because mm. he had that for just as long, and it looks, minus the bad paint job of the orca, it looks the same. It's got the, it's got the pulpit on the front, and everything looks sort of the same. So, Eric, it's funny, too, that you mentioned um, Moby Dick, because obviously there's, you can make connections and ties there. The artwork for it was inspired by Moby Dick. 
for this for um for this movie. The uh, original artwork was uh, of the shark was based off of Moby Dick. Really right. is, is the uh, note I had here. I, how far I deep dive into that is to be seen, but that was one of my notes here. Was that uh, the original artwork? I figured you'd appreciate that as the art guy. Oh yeah, man. I mean, you know? as far as artwork goes for this movie, it's that original poster, that iconic poster of a mm-hmm. massive Jaws, like a fucking, mm-hmm. like a Godzilla-sized Jaws <laughs> yeah. Yeah. coming up, and then and then the little. You know, the feet dangling in the water. Like, it's such a perfect <laughs> encapsulation of the movie. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like man. I've seen that Moby Dick art somewhere before. Hmm. You've seen some dick art, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was trying to get uh, fast enough to send the picture, but I couldn't send it. Then I realized uh, Alex mm-hmm. isn't even in the group, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> nah. Damn it. Yeah, Alex. Moby Dick, written... Into Bedford, Massachusetts, the next town over. Yep. <laughs> nice. Well, I sent the uh, the picture to, to you and Eric, at least, so you can see why I was making that, that joke of where I've seen that Moby Dick artwork before. Oh, we got some inside baseball. Hold on. I'm about to... We're making some oh, good podcast. Go. Oh, <laughs> my God. Check this out, man. A guitar pedal from Like My Pedals. Yeah, that's with the Wells the- Delay. With the wells with the Moby Dick. The wells Dick on with it. the Moby Dick. Engage and tap, my friend. Yep, it was That's a, a handsome pedal. Where would you find a guitar pedal like that if you were inclined? Uh, I don't know anymore because uh, <laughs> I ran out of chips to make the wells, and I can't get any more of them because the guy who made them in Germany decided to shut down shop. Oh, so, that's and sucks. they were programmed. My my uh, <clears throat> my tap. Uh, my my digital tap control that went on to the analog circuit was programmed for me by this guy, and he doesn't make them anymore, so I don't know how to fucking get any more. Oh, man. So Damn I have it. to re, redo the entire thing if I want to have the tap feature now. Yeah. The I'm struggle's real. Fuck. Yeah, so... Um, you can probably find one used somewhere eventually. They'll probably show up on <laughs> in Rever- eBay, Reverb or something one day, but... Get yeah. on that reverb. Get on that sound, son. I made about twenty-five of them with that with that uh, Moby Dick finish. Hmm. Nice, looks great. Oh yeah, yeah. very nice. But yeah, hey, a- join our Facebook group, uh, Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Post a picture of it so you know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh uh, yeah, and and then, uh, then just post some random Masters of the Universe stuff, and Eric will approve it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll kick you out of the group. I've done it once. I'll do it again. Don't tempt <laughs> exactly. me, motherfuckers. I'm just. <laughs> So hoping when we do this live show in March that somebody, like, a bunch of people show up thinking it's a Masters of the Universe thing. Of course it will. Course <laughs> and then will. we're up there, and literally the first thing I'm saying is, if you're here for Masters of the Universe, I'm sorry. Right. You're in the wrong I place. I think maybe our fan will show up. What's his name? Oh, my God. Ing, Ing Chang? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, too. He'll show up. He'll be there. <laughs> How do you pronounce NG? Like... Eng. You know, ning. Eng? Eng? no, it's ning. pronounced ang, ang, like it's like there's an e on the front of it. That's what I not. thought, yes. but then I'm always wrong when I think things. So like, always wrong when I think. I thought it was ang <laughs> chang, but I'm wrong usually. So like, it's probably something else. But no, you were right. You, you oh, got that man. one right. Talk about the the. The like wording to bring to the person that puts the epitaph for your headstone. <laughs> yeah. well, I realize, yeah. Joe, I'm usually wrong when I think things. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, so we're back on the Yorka, and uh, you know we get 
this is our montage moment. We get some chumming, we get some tying knots, we get some fucking around on the boat. This is bonding that's happening. You got this New York cop, he, he had no business on this fucking boat. And you can tell, like he's green as they say. Yeah. Um, all of this is, is building up to a moment where Quint catches something on the line of his giant fishing rod. I don't know shit about fishing, but this thing is impressive. Yeah, and there's it's like so a hundred pound test. Uh, is that is that like the terminology like the for the I, I know it's something well, that's for test. the for the yeah for the the fishing line mm-hmm. the test the, the higher the test number the more pounds it could take I don't know what that translates into okay yeah. the majority I, of what I know about fishing comes from uh, Les Claypool singing fish on <laughs> <laughs> majority of what I know about fishing is just from the song fish heads yeah. which I just learned existed um <laughs> No, listen to Primus's "Fish On." It's a way better song. I I, I love Quint's um, chair in this scene, though. Ain't it great? Uh, that chair is pretty dope, dude. Badass like, it, it, chair. even though it's like it's a slow, like methodical scene for Quint, like you'll see, him, he doesn't engage in the other guys. I think probably intentionally doesn't want to bring any attention to the to them to like cause a panic, and he's like. He's strapping himself in slowly. He, like, locks the line into his belt. He puts, like, the end of the uh, reel into a cup. And he's, like, he's got, like, the stirrups there for his feet and everything. He's, like, ready to grab hell, you know? And, and, like, nobody else really sees him. It's just such a... Again, like I said, anytime Robert Shaw's on screen, it's just engaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, much a like, okay, here we go moment. Like, I know what's it's, happening. It's in the extended cut, but he puts his AirPods in and starts like, <laughs> sell out with me tonight. Sell out with me. Oh, yeah. Because he's playing, you know, some real big fish. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a trophy for best reference of the night. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that one. So, All right, Eric. That's the art I'll commission to you. Is Robert yeah. Shaw sitting in a chair with AirPods. Listening to Real Big Fish. <laughs> exactly. Sell out to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the record company's going to pay me lots of money, and everything's going to be all, all right. right. So that reel on this thing is like the size of a paint camp, by the way. It's yeah, I think it's enormous. massive. And he's set up, like you said, and they're, they're even dumping water on it to keep the thing from, mm-hmm. I guess, burning. It's moving so fast. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. so cool. Like, that's yeah. a, a great little detail thing. I'm not even, I have no knowledge of like fish type stuff. I don't eat seafood. I'm just so <laughs> oblivious to it. I just thought that was a really nice touch with adding I've been like. to a Bass Pro Shops. That is a pen, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a Penn Senator 118 16 slash zero trolling fishing reel. That's what that is. That's what Joe is. No idea what that means, (laughs) but that's what that is. Now, I did when I was younger, um, because I grew up in in the city of Miami, which is a wonderful city. We we go offshore fishing, and I have caught a barracuda and a marlin. Oh, that sounds fucking scary as hell, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, a marlin ain't no fucking joke, dude. (laughs) That's a big-ass fish. That would freak me out, man. Listen, I'm not... I'm not a real man in the, in the way that like I've ever hunted or fished or done any of that shit. Like, I just I don't even want to touch it. Like, if I caught something, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, right, what and do you when do? I say I caught it, my uncle set up everything and just let me reel it in. Hmm. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Still, well, still an experience. Yeah, no, yeah that's fine. Yeah. I'll watch someone fish. I guess if, if something exciting <laughs> like that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it made up for the seven hours of sitting in the sun that we did before <laughs> right. that. 
I was I mean, going to say, Eric, though, watching someone fish is not fun. <laughs> no, I mean, as long as, as, long as you get to drink, I guess fun. just sitting in a boat and drinking. Yeah, yeah the drinking That's part true. was cool. Uh, we also would go lobstering in the Keys. And uh, here's a pro tip for you guys. When you lobster fish, you can only bring back certain size lobsters and a certain quantity of them without getting in trouble. And they will check your boat when you pull back in the fucking boat ramp in the Keys, because that's what they do. They sit out there all night with their little FWC trucks, which is the Fish and Wildlife Commission, and they check your lobsters to make sure you're not bringing any illegal lobsters back. If you want to get around this, you bring a portable grill on the boat with you, and you just cook the fuckers when you catch them, and then eat them right there. (laughs) Is that the secret? You know, I learned something about fucking lobstering that I had no idea. The tickle stick? (laughs) <laughs> what? What is okay, that? Okay, so when you so when you go lobstering, you got this net, and the net comes back, and then you have a stick called a tickle stick. And what you do is you put the net behind the lobster, then you tap the tickle stick in front of it, and they shoot backwards into the net. No, I didn't know about no fucking lobster dildo. What I'm talking about <laughs> is this guy caught a lobster, and it was a breeding lobster, and it had all these eggs attached to it. Oh yeah. It, and he said, you have to punch a hole in its tail so that other people know that yep. this is a breeding lobster so that they don't catch it. Because if they catch these, then lobsters will fucking go extinct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, right. lobsters are kind of cockroaches of the ocean, <laughs> but they do taste delicious. But yeah, the tickle stick. I think, the, uh, I think the pedophile on the boat had a tickle stick. <laughs> I can't tell you how deeply uncomfortable I am every time you say the phrase pickles. Or, I'm sorry. Tickle stick. No. Pickles. It's what it's called. Pickle. The pickle hey, tickle. Hey, pickle Ugh. fucker. No. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, we, we have to take a break at this point because. I've got to go really, my tickle stick. Yeah, we got to tend to the pickle sticks. We got to fuck. We got a lot of business to attend to here. Something really exciting is going to happen in the movie, and we're going to yes. save that for the beginning of the final part of this episode, part three. So join us, Jaws, part three, coming up next. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm yeah, hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like PBS um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you Back. can either be a friend it, of the show a oh. friend with benefits Ooh. we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah Ooh, damn. and if you uh, if you exceed that amount uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want <laughs> Not safe for your eyes, picks in my case, but not safe for anything, picks. Yeah, but yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way, from stickers to T-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah, the yeah. tiers started at a dollar, a dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. 
That's it. Yep, one buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal! Yeah, guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com/slash/motcu. And then enjoy this week's movie.